Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. Thank you for coming back and listening to the Greater Work Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Gibson. Now, over the last several episodes, we've been discussing sexual temptation in the workplace. And we've really always been emphasizing one clear thing, (laughs) steer clear of it when it happens to you. But let's get real here. I'm very aware that some of my listeners out there may have either lived very promiscuous lives before Christ, and then there are some that even after coming to Christ have fallen sexually with someone that they work with, either as a married person or as a single person. Again, sex is a God-given blessing, and it was God's idea for us before humankind even existed. Sex is far more than just something for procreation. It's also a way that married people can connect and express their intimate feelings. However, when sex is used outside the bounds of marriage, the impact can be highly damaging Not to mention it's sinful before God. Now, the reason that anyone has sex outside the bounds of marriage, well, they're really not that complex. Usually it's based on some selfish reason. Some do it to feel connected and loved, while others are just plain simple horny and they're burning up with passion. Regardless, if we fall sexually, thankfully we don't have to be doomed to eternity in hell. Let me read a story to you from the Gospel of John about when Jesus was confronted with someone that had fallen sexually. It's in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 2 through 11. Early in the morning, Jesus went back to the temple court, and all the people came to him. He sat down to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees, however, brought a woman to him caught in the act of adultery. They made her stand before them and said, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses... It's commanding that this woman should be stoned. What do you say? They said this to test him in order to have a basis for accusing Jesus. But Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. When they continued to question him, he straightened up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the very first one to cast a stone at her. And again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, They all began to leave one by one, beginning with the older ones until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Then Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where's those accusers? Has no one condemned you? Verse 11. No one, Lord, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared to her, Now go and sin no more. To reiterate, this woman was just caught having sex with a man that was not her husband. Because this sexual escapade is called adultery, it means that at least one of them had to be married, either her, him, or both. And as the two were either in the throes of passion or had just finished, she was the one that was pulled away and made an example of, not the guy, and was thrown at the feet of Jesus. Thankfully, the one qualified to throw a stone in judgment at her did not. He recognized that, yes, what she did was sin, and instead of condemning her, Jesus forgave her and said, sin no more. Now, if we fall into temptation and have a sexual affair or for the singles, a booty call with someone that we work with, we need to get alone with God and discuss what has happened with him. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, 
he is faithful and just to forgive us of, again, our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we fail, we must take responsibility for our choices and our actions. It's not God's fault that we fell. However, because of the work of Christ on the cross, we can receive his forgiveness and be cleansed from our sexual downfall. Now that word cleanse in scripture has a very fascinating meaning. Cleanse is the word catharizo. That's where we get the term catheter. Now this means to make pure, clean, by removing all mixture and the intermingling of filth. So when Christ forgives us and cleanses us from our sexual mistake, he removes the stains of guilt and the impurities that would normally condemn you to punishment with God. No longer are you stained with sexual shame. You are now clean because of the blood of Christ. However, even though you're clean with God, let's be honest, there's some occasions that you need to confess your sins before others, not to receive forgiveness from them, but really to receive accountability. James 5.16 says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power to prevail. Now, when we admit our struggles and sins to other uh, spirit-led Christians, we can receive support and encouragement to stand strong and resist sexual temptation. However, even after being forgiven by God and being held accountable by other believers, listen, we still have to do our part and guard ourselves against falling again. Proverbs 22 verse 5 says, Thorns and snares lie on the path of the perverse, but he who guards his soul stays far from them. Now that word guards in the original Bible language is shamar, and that means to keep watch, to preserve. When we're keeping a guard over our professional and sexual lives, we're protecting them from anything that is less than God's best for our life. We are keeping ourselves free from investing in relationships that could result in a sexual downfall. Now, as we stand, we must gain our strength from God's word. In Psalm 119, verse 9, it says, How can a young person keep their way pure? By guarding it according to the word of God. As we read the word of God and the warnings about sexual compromise, listen, we're going to come face to face with the people that God had to punish because of their attitude towards sexual sin. In 1 Corinthians 10, 6, it says, These things took place as examples to us so that we would resist the craving of evil things that they did not. If we are feeling the need to have sex outside of marriage, listen, we need to reference the times in the Bible when those that did let loose and indulged in some free loving, we need to read about the punishment that they received as a result of it. Now, again, on the flip side, we can also get into the word and see the blessings in the lives of those that have lived sexual pure lives with integrity as well. Don't just focus on the, the judgment part, but focus also on the blessing part. As we bring this podcast to a close, if you're in the middle of an affair or if you're dating someone and that relationship has become physical, I want to pray for you. Let me caution you that you have to be the one to stand up for your eternal salvation and to put a stop to it. You cannot wait for that other person to make the first move. Listen to me. You've got to be strong. And in the words of Jesus, go and sin no more. Let's pray. Father, I pray for that one that listened to this and was convicted in their heart. You know, if they've fallen into sexual sin, Father, that's not the impardonable sin. You can forgive that, but a broken and a contrite spirit you will not refuse. 
I pray that if that person just doesn't feel that, that sense of conviction over what they're doing, if they're validating that sin in their life, I pray that you would overwhelm them with your presence and let them know just how much that hurts you. That is sinful, and ultimately, it will hurt them. And Father, for that one that has been uh, touched in their spirit and they realize that what they've done is wrong, again, let them come to you, confess that sin, and receive forgiveness, and let them walk in sin no more. Father, I pray again for the one that has fallen. If they're desperate for love, some attention and affection, I pray that one, they would receive that from you and walk in the reality of that, maybe for the very first time. And for that one that's just having a hard time controlling their bodies, I pray that you would strengthen them with your Holy Spirit with self-control and teach them afresh the principles of how they can live in your blessing. I thank you for this. Keep us all pure. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.